Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Well, some nice mellow music uh, to, to start off our number two of Hardline here on WBEN. Steely, Steely Dan in the house. Uh, Brenda Alacy on board with you. And it's, uh, again, thanks to Beth Perlato for joining us in studio in hour number one. If you missed it, the podcast is available. Uh, the entire segment with Beth is available on the radio.com app. And uh, in this hour, we're talking more politics with Carol Calabrese, the well-known political strategist who joins me on the phone. Good morning, Carol. Thank you very much for uh, joining me. Oh, good morning, Brenda. It's a pleasure to be on. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of uh, Beth's comments in hour number one. Did you have a chance to tune in? I, I listened to the whole show, yes. So uh, some of the, uh, the hot-button topics uh, we've heard in the past from uh, her opponents, Nate McMurray and Chris Jacobs, that uh, jobs and health care are big priorities for people in the vast NY27 district. But Beth's feeling was it was more of a focus on health care and immigration because she felt that the economy was doing so well under President Trump that it wasn't as much of an issue. Uh, what's your take on what you think those topics will be as this race continues to unfold? Well, I, I think every candidate probably might have a, a little different take as to what they're actually hearing uh, in the groups and organizations that they talk to. I, I think that's to be expected that you might pick up some differences between them. But um, if I were advising a Republican campaign uh, in this coming election, the economy would be first and foremost uh, on on my list of priority issues and talk about just how how much of an improvement we've made in terms of employment, unemployment, uh, wages going up, labor uh, participation. Uh, just everything is doing very, very well. Um, in this economy, and, and I would I would hitch my wagon to that. Uh, I think I think healthcare uh, probably with a number of people is an, an issue, especially as Beth said about prescription drugs. If you think about it, uh, the, the, the local pharmacy in many ways has become the kind of quasi hospital for a lot of people now who have conditions. Whereas in the old days, you were constantly going to a doctor's office or even to the hospital. Now, so many things can be taken care of by um, pharmacy and a prescription, uh, and so I think that is a legitimate issue. A legitimate issue that Republicans can make hay with. And I've always said, you know, one of the things Republicans learned from the 2018 midterms was they pretty much surrendered the issue of health care to the Democrats, and Democrats across the country made hay with it and took back the House. Uh, if, if they do that again in 2020, I, I think they're going to be disappointed. Part of the problem with health care policy is if you get into the weeds, 
get into the details, people's eyes glass over. If you've watched all these Democrat debates, and I have, when these candidates start talking about the differences in their health care plans, you really almost go to sleep. I mean, it gets so wonky <laughs> and so deep in the weeds. Um, I think what the Republicans ought to do as a party going into the 2020 congressional election is put out a, a, a statement of principles, much like Newt Gingrich did back many years ago in, in the 90s when he took back the House with a contract with America. Here are the 10 principles that we're going to enact and act on when we get elected in the majority. I, I think the Republicans will do the same thing and not get into the weeds of every little aspect of health care, but to give 10 principles about prescription drugs, about com- competition, about transparency of prices between medical uh, service providers. That is what people will understand. And you get into the weeds and the wonkish stuff when you get elected. You know, Carl, it's interesting you say that because I'm a firm believer that people's attention spans, including my own, are shorter than they've ever been. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that we text a lot, we tweet a lot, and there's only so many, uh, you know, characters you can have when you're texting, just ask President Trump. Uh, But uh, do you agree that that perhaps that would appeal to people because our attention spans are shorter and we like things in bite-sized chunks? No question. That's part of the culture we live in and the, and the technology times we, we live with. But I think it's always been the case that if you get too deep into the weeds, if you get too wonkish, if you, it, people get bored. And as I say, I, I pay pretty close attention to this stuff. And, and when I was watching those Democrat debates when they were really getting into each one's individual health care policy and how different from the other and what co-pays are going to be and this is going to be and that's going to be, I felt myself drifting off. And I said, this has got to be across the board with people watching this. It's just it's just too deep. So, again, if I were advising the Republican Congressional Campaign Committee, that's what I would suggest. Take a page out of Newt Gingrich's book in the mid-'90s and do a statement of health care principles that the party will enact and, and act upon when they take the majority back. Yeah, and especially when people are busy with their day-to-day lives. To have it in that manner, I think, would make a lot of sense. Carol, yeah. um, somebody texted in is asking if uh, you could please comment briefly on the death of Philip Haney. Um, we, we talked briefly about that with Beth. Are you aware of that situation at all? He's the yeah, author of See Something, Say Nothing. I read about it this morning. Apparently, he was a a whistleblower during the Obama administration who claims that he was shut down from continuing uh, an investigation and leads on an investigation that could have stopped the San Bernardino mass shooting uh, a few years ago. That's that's what he claimed when he when he emerged uh, during the Obama administration, and they found him dead this morning, uh, apparently with a bullet wound in his head and a suicide note. So that's all I know at this point. Yeah, it'll be interesting and to see. I know see- immediately in the time we live in, Brenda, that, <laughs> just like when Epstein was found dead in itself, right? There's going to be there's going to be a lot of theories about what happened, who did what. No question about it. Uh, on the national stage, Carol, uh, your thoughts about Bernie Sanders' uh, convincing win in Nevada? Wow, that's all I've got to say. It, it was not <laughs> only convincing, but let's just go below the surface a little bit and tell you how convincing it was. Six, seven weeks ago. Joe Biden had a double-digit lead in the average, the real clear politics average of polls in Nevada, double digits. So not only did he lose that, but he lost the race by better than a two-to-one margin. That shows you how deep and fast this fall from grace was. Bernie Sanders won every demographic age group except people over 65 years old. He did very well with African Americans. He got 53 percent of the Hispanic vote. And what makes the win even more impressive, Brenda, is – One of the reasons why Biden was favored in Nevada 
it's a heavily unionized state. And the largest union in the state is the culinary union, the workers in hotels and resorts, 60,000-plus members. And for the last month, they have been throwing brickbats at Bernie Sanders' health care plan, Medicare for All, because Bernie makes no bones about it. He would abolish private health insurance. Now, these unions, this union, has negotiated over the years a very, very good health care plans for its members. So the idea of giving up those real benefits that they've negotiated, hard negotiations at the, at the table, and going into a government plan, I mean, it was like, you know, it was like the sunlight to Dracula. They wanted no part of it. Uh, and so they have been actively campaigning against Bernie and urging their members to vote against him. It obviously didn't work because uh, uh, he did he did pretty well with union members. And, and also, in the past, one-third of all caucus goers in Nevada have come from a union household. So the conventional wisdom was this strong support of, uh, for Biden by the union, strong turnout at caucuses by union members uh, could propel him to a win. Didn't happen, didn't even come close. So put all those things together, and it's impressive, spelled with capital letters, the victory that Bernie had. No question about that, Carl. When you think about Nevada, too, uh, certainly the hospitality industry there is a huge economic driver, and uh, the tourism industry. So, uh, But I have never heard so much about the culinary union as over the past couple of weeks. Is that something that you had ever heard uh, play out as prominently as it had uh, in other presidential campaigns, Carol? I've heard about it in the past, uh, with Nevada, uh, but it really came out within the last month because the union, again, literally were throwing brickbats at Bernie, at Bernie Sanders. I mean, they, they were really going after him and urging their members uh, uh, not to support Bernie. So they were, they were primed um, to play a major role in this campaign, and they were in a lot of stories and a lot of media about how this could be a difference maker for Joe Biden. Speaking of Biden, uh, Carol, I've maintained all along that I never thought his heart was really in this race and that he would not be the nominee. And it looks like it's it's veering uh, at a pretty high speed in that direction. But I've got to ask you about this story I read about how he claimed he was arrested when he tried to visit Na- uh, Nelson Mandela in prison about 30 years ago. That has got to be one of the more bizarre stories. And it seems like he's sort of making it up out of whole cloth. Have you heard about that? Oh, sure. And it reminded me of the famous story of Hillary Clinton. Of I think she said she landed in Sarajevo. And Bosnia, she, I think it was. The heli- Bosnia, and she exited the helicopter under gunfire, and that turned out to be made out of whole cloth as well. Um, yeah, I, you wonder about this. I mean, he apparently he was accompanied by Andrew Young, right. former ambassador to the U.N., uh, who said it never happened. Nobody got arrested. Uh, there's no records of it. There's no reporting of it. Uh, you know, a first-party witness says it didn't happen. Yeah, you wonder, what's what's going on? Why do politicians feel the need to, to make up these stories and put themselves in heroic roles, especially today with all of the media and social media, how these things can be so easily disproved? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It's beyond me, but campaigns have a funny way of removing people from reality sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a great description. Even former Senator Gary Hart, uh, the Democrat from Colorado, said uh, he was, a, as you know, Carol, a vocal opponent of apartheid, said in a phone call he heard nothing about that when asked about Biden's account of that. So very, very strange uh, but interesting story to me, for sure. Well, Biden, again, Biden's star is fading as we speak. Uh, we look ahead to next week's primary in South Carolina. And again, the same situation, Brenda. Six, seven weeks ago, Biden had a double-digit lead in South Carolina. As of yesterday's polls, the average, again, the average of real clear politics, average of polls, it was 2.3% lead. It's within the margin of error now. And those polls were taken before Bernie's big win in Nevada. So I better believe going into South Carolina, uh, obviously the momentum is with Sanders, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if if that 2.3% lead today is gone and we're dead even, if not uh, uh, Bernie in the lead. Oh, I'd be surprised if it wasn't the case. I'm with you on that one, Carol. And certainly when you talk about Bernie Sanders and this tremendous wave of momentum he's running, uh, he's riding, I should say, uh, what about his health records? Do you think there'll be even more emphasis on him releasing more than just three or four pages of health records? Oh, well, I, yeah, I think you know it's going to be very interesting to watch this upcoming uh a pre-South Carolina debate this this coming week. Um, you know, all of the Democrats in the last debate went after Bloomberg with a vengeance. Um, and Bernie had to be the happiest guy on stage because being the front runner, normally he would have been the recipient of 80% of those attacks. Instead, they almost all went to, to Bloomberg. Uh, I, I've got to believe that you're going to see Bloomberg come out this week um, really swinging and swinging for the fences and going after Bernie. And that will be one of the issues, along with Bloomberg's general criticism that, as he said the other day, you're a communist and we can't elect a communist. Uh, so I, I think those are going to be two major themes we see from Bloomberg and maybe other Democrats as they realize how much ahead Bernie is getting in this race. And if they don't do something to slow that train down quickly, they're going to be eating the dust of it. So I, I think this is a very interesting debate to watch in terms of the strategy of Bernie, the rest.
rest of the Democrats and Bloomberg. Well, we know Elizabeth Warren came out with guns a blazing, you know, really going after Bloomberg. Carol, do you think that that helped her cause it at all? Or was it just something that made Bloomberg look even more ill prepared and more like a deer in the headlights? You know, if you look at, at the polls following that that debate, and it was a really good debate uh, from a, a spectator's standpoint. It, it was very entertaining. Um, yeah, it was. Um, Bernie went up two points. Bloomberg came down three points. And Warren did not change in her position at all. So uh, she may have wounded Bloomberg, but not to the extent a lot of people may have thought, because that was devastating. I mean, she, she just took off the gloves and, and pretty much skinned them alive in front of the American public. Uh, so, and, and he had no but, answers for her. Well, he had no answers. That, and, you know, there's all kinds of speculation as to why was he not prepared? How could you not be prepared? It's been common knowledge amongst political folks for months that there are all of these charges of sexual harassment and nondisclosure agreements floating around in his background. Uh, how he didn't know about it, 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 there's only a few things you can say about it. A, he didn't prepare at all. B, he prepared but was prepared very poorly. Or C, he, he prepared and then decided not and, um, and somehow, that, Carol, that falls has, under arrogance to me, all three of those scenarios. No question. No question. If there ever was a guy who would say, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Thanks for your advice, but I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> it would be Michael Bloomberg. Well, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, Carol will continue to stay with us. And we'll talk with Kevin and John on the phone. And certainly your texts are welcome as well. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930 to call us. 30930 to send us a text back after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 